Hello and welcome to the Easy Allies podcast. I'm your moderator, Brandon Jones. Joining me this week, panelist Michael Damiani. What's up? My bold and beautiful co-moderator, Mr. Daniel Bloodworth. Hello. And making this all happen by starting the Zoom call in Slack, Ian Hink. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi, gentlemen. We are here to discuss some of the biggest headlines in video games. But before we do that, we have to answer for all of our mistakes from the last podcast. Ian, please begin corrections music. Mm. Boop. Friendships Mortal Kombat 11 were added as a free update to all versions of Mortal Kombat 11 and aren't part of the Aftermath content pack. The Assassin's Creed guy that said they had to do side quests five days before it launched clarified his tweet a little bit after the articles were posted. He specified that he can't confirm if there was a kid involved, only that that's what he was told at the time. It's also important to note he didn't mean all side quests. The only plausible content that could be added in such a short time would be the collectible feathers and Templar scattered around the map, which is still pretty good for five days work, but not as crazy as was implied in some articles. Uh, Dead by Daylight lore contains the entity. You know about the entity, Daniel Bloodworth or Ian Hank? Uh, just oh. after reading this. <laughs> a deity that pulls people, survivors, and killers in places Haddonfield from Halloween, etc. across different places, times, and IPs. How convenient. This is why Cheryl Heather and Pyramid Head can show up in the same trial along with Laurie Strode from Halloween and Quentin Smith from A Nightmare on Elm Street and Ash from Evil Dead. Legit, I love stuff like that. Like, the entity, just done. BS, BS narrative, yeah, just the entity. Entity. Like, sure. Entity? Yeah. <laughs> MPD reports, and this is just my first MPD episode. MPD reports by fiscal month, not calendar month. Didn't mention that specifically. That's why RE3 mm -hmm. appears in both March and April's reports. MPD March is always five weeks, and this year tracked from March 2nd to April 5th, which is the reason why RE3 charted. Sino Alice is only new in the U.S., been around in Japan since 2017. Uh, not only did the Formula E racer apt have to pay, he also got fired by Audi's Formula E team and will not be competing for them when the real-life races get underway. Every driver had a face cam with a clear view of their face, except for apt. This topic was divided fans and drivers, with some drivers leaving Twitch completely because of it. And The Witcher 3 did not sell over 50 million copies, uh, the, the series did. Uh, Witcher 3 is more than half of that, but uh, I said Witcher 3 did. And that would be impressive, which is why all of you were so impressed. And also, uh, we got a comment on YouTube from Subliminal Man. Hey, I'm a developer on Button City that was in the Wholesome Direct. Just wanted to say it was always a dream of mine when I was growing up to have game trailers check out a game I was working on. And now that dream is fulfilled with the Easy Allies. Thank you so much. Also, thank you for talking about all of the games showcased in the Wholesome Direct. And shout out to the Wholesome Games community and staff who put it together. They're all wonderful people. Stay awesome and love and respect. End corrections music, please. Boop. As quickly as possible, let's play Gaming Gladiators. This is where, uh, in my in my thirst for blood, this is where I want video game characters to battle to the death. Um, then, of course, be revived, because that's what video game characters do. We have two matches. Uh, number one, I'm actually, Ian, curious what you think about this more than anyone. Simon Belmont versus the Chosen Undead from Triphide. Simon Belmont Ooh. versus the Chosen Undead. And I would guess this would chosen. be classic, like Simon 1 and 2, Castlevania 1 and 2, yeah. Simon Belmont. He didn't specify. Him. I gotta go Chosen Undead. A uh, lot of mobility mm. and ability to move in three dimensions. Yeah, right. Gonna, gonna really... <laughs> Simon does it too. <laughs> really, He's had issues. Yeah, dodge roll, really gonna help. <laughs> uh, anyone want to refute that? Damiani, where are you putting your bet? I'm not feeling familiar enough with Chosen Dead, so I'm going to trust Ian on this. Dark okay. Souls. Dark Souls, player character. Yeah, just oh, a wow. random player character, yeah. Oh, that's its name? Oh, I just never knew Yeah, that. the Chosen Undead. 
Monster Hunters Rathalos versus Final Fantasy's Behemoth. Which giant fantasy creature can dominate the other and which ally will be in charge of cleaning up the club after the carnage that ensues? I didn't write down this name at all. Giant fail for me as a moderator. Well, it's, wow. a be- it's a behemoth that can summon Meteor when it dies, and Rathalos yeah. has, like, no chance. But if it's a behemoth... So it's a lose-lose. Lose. They both go but down. If, but if a behemoth doesn't, Rathalos is, you know... I think Rathalos is a really good chance of winning. Mm. Just depends. I'm surprised to hear you say that, yeah. But that's the uh, contingency? Is that I'd side with behemoth on that. That's a big, muscular beast. And it's very ferocious. Like the like the one in Final Fantasy Remake, like the the Type Zero prototype one. Like I think Rathlos could take on that one. That's like baby. Behemoth. Yeah, like a baby. That, like, that yeah. was not ready. But like yet. the real big ones. Nah, I think Rathlos is unfortunately yeah. gonna like not be able to do a thing against that. And this should be a later We're competitor. We're talking real behemoth because it's gonna this is gonna mess up the arena, right? This is gonna do a lot of damage. This fight. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah the arena's right. destroyed. Good to know. Take it outside. Good to know. Gentlemen, this was a week uh, in the world. This was a week that happened. This was seven days that have passed since the last uh, podcast. Lots happened in the world, and there's a lot of things that we have addressed in terms of a lot of the protests that are happening uh, in the United States and, and other parts of the world. And I am deciding to bring it up here on the podcast because this is affecting the video game industry all over the place in lots of different ways. Uh, I started this by talking about specifically the PlayStation 5 Future of Gaming event postponed indefinitely. We still, as of the recording of this podcast, you don't know when this is actually going to be. Do yeah, we have- they kind of yeah. just said later. They, they haven't given any date. I, I, I think they just don't want to do it anytime too soon. I, I think it was more than just it possibly being today, which was the, the George Floyd Memorial services were held uh, in Minnesota. And then they're also going to be held in like uh, Houston and other places at a later date. So I think, they just don't want to get in the way of any of this. It's not. It, it's. It, it's not the appropriate time for this. For for to be celebrating video games right now. So no, I didn't make the right call. They're making the right call by not giving it another date and letting this have its time. Letting this the the topic of racial injustice and police brutality have its time to be discussed so that actual change can come from this and it not just be lip service where everyone feels good at the end and then we forget about it for a few years till something else comes up. Well said. Yeah. And these events were so fast, just to put it in comparison, that was announced on May 29th, canceled on June 1st. So that was a, a very yeah. quick uh, yeah. um, kind of permutation of, of all of the uh, events and all of the um, just people around the world, you know, recording videos and uh, all the news, trying to keep up with everything. According to uh, Sony's Jim Ryan from GameIndustry.biz, we're going to launch PS5 this holiday and we are going to launch globally. So they are on track in terms of... You know, I, I don't know necessarily when this event needs to happen, how that really affects, like, the console. It's just, uh, yeah. Sony's in an interesting position. There's a lot of things that have been postponed because of these events that were already postponed. Um, and a lot of people are uh, frustrated, although, Damian, you make an excellent point where this is just not, you know, wh- wh- whether you delay this to a later date, this is just uh, probably not the week to do stuff. Well, the nice thing with a digital event is, like, I mean, I didn't. I don't know if there were going to be live elements or not, but my assumption is that it's a recorded direct video, so you just have to wait a little longer. It's going to be the same presentation. Yeah. Uh, and and they're not like, I mean, if you're thinking about it on the company's standpoint, like they didn't have to cancel a venue, they didn't have to do any of that logistical stuff. Like all they have to do is say we're going to do it on a different time because it's just not the right time. Yeah. And, 
it's just the right call. And it, there's no, there's no, to me, there's no real downside other than just having to wait a little longer, which there is not a, a big deal. There was a little bit of a downside. It wasn't without costs. They were running ads on television promoting the event. So those, oh, ad, yeah. those ad buys were, I mean, they hit that cost. I'm sure they're like, that's fine to them. They're, they eat a cost. Yeah. Also, if there were any marketing plans like for pre-order stuff to go up, communicating with all basically this all just amounts to like potentially all the negative thing that could come out of this is potentially leaks because other third parties were informed about their plans like hey pre-order pages go up here potentially either for games yeah. or for the hardware who knows and if it's getting pushed back if one of those people forgets even just one part of a website that didn't do it some of that information might go out there ahead of time which is you know honestly i think sony at this point will probably be like so be it you know that, that that's yeah. fine like it, it's not the end of the world people are still probably going to be excited whenever we actually present this and stuff like that i i, I yeah i i don't think in the grand scheme of things though i do think it wasn't while there might be a small financial cost they had to eat for this it was something they had like probably no issue doing yeah and i don't want to bring up any of this news suggesting that this is unfortunate or that you know the this week has had an impact necessarily because of how it's going to affect video games obviously but something that i can't help thinking about in looking at this list is i'm sure there's a lot of things that i'm not um uh, either not recalling or you know didn't see specifically pop up that a lot of times when you have a when you have protests like this, when you have, you know, uh, pain that is this widespread, when you have so many people speaking out, you do kind of want to get things canceled. You do kind of want everybody to kind of put stuff aside and really focus on what you're talking about. And I can't remember the last time this has affected, you know, obviously the beginning of the summer is a very, you know, a, a time when there are a lot of things to be affected. Um, but is, is there anything in about this that like feels uh, different from potentially other times? Something like this would have affected announcements of this caliber. I mean, I've, I've been trying to think back, and so many things have led to this moment, and to why this moment was kind of the boiling over point. Um, and I mean, in in a lot of senses, it's far, far too late. Um, but it's, it's good that it's happening at all. And like in our lifetime, like the, the funny thing is video games, you know, are only about as old as I am, like, or a little older, like the NES came out, I think the year I was born, 85, right? 86, maybe 84. Um, and, yeah, 84, 85 in the U S yeah. Right. And, uh, like trying to think my my knowledge of history like if rodney king was around you know mm -hmm. times where press conferences would have been happening I'm, I'm certain they would have been canceled as well you know um but like you said like they should be like this is not it's not a bad thing it's a it's a good thing to move these things to cancel these things and it makes sense yeah i don't know uh, Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo all tweeted out in support of the black community, along with a lot of other people, but it was interesting. And there's a lot of people I saw from headlines that people were writing of pointing out who, like, we reached out to this company. They did not have a statement. They have not said something publicly. I didn't want to go through, you know, that entire list, but I wanted to point out people that did. Uh, and again, this list is growing. There's there's things I just, you know, uh, hastily added on today. EA, Ubisoft, Activision, Blizzard, Square Enix, Riot, WB, Bungie, Bethesda, and Capcom. Uh, the Pokemon Company and Lego also, and obviously you know Nickelodeon did a thing. Like there's a lot of stuff outside of gaming, um, but those were the names, you know, gaming-wise, um, all just saying something. And it was interesting seeing messaging, 
you know, a kind of a leapfrog effect of, of some company saying something and then people kind of taking that language and uh, and sharing it from that perspective, you know, was that I know it can feel potentially frustrating because it might just seem like a popularity contest where everyone feels that they need to get out um, and say something and be involved. But at the same time, you know, I was I was moved. I was it was interesting to see this happen from so many of these different companies. Did this feel big? Well, it's it's funny to me because like Ubisoft's message, and maybe it's just because I have a lack of knowledge of Ubisoft history, I don't know, felt more genuine than Activision's, especially in the wake of like the way that they reacted to Hong Kong uh, stuff, you know, like 100,000 years ago, six months ago, four months ago, whenever that was, time has lost all meaning, but uh yeah so like and i saw some responses to the activision especially where it's like yeah all right guys like eh. um but i mean like it's interesting because we're a company and we made a statement um and so i have to because we meant it genuinely and we're being real you know and trying our best and like so one hopes that whoever at least is in charge of pushing to say hey, we Ubisoft should say something, you know, actually believes what they're putting out there. Um, whether or not every member of a, of a huge corporation does kind of, I guess, doesn't matter, I guess, unless they start affecting real change. And then we can say, oh, yeah, hey, you're backing it up with things that you're doing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's not bad, I guess. Long story short. Yeah, I guess the... I mean, the concern is like people seeing it and thinking it's just lip service and that people are just kind of piling in because it's a feel good PR movement uh, moment. And will it be any more than just that um, right. for the companies that are doing donations, especially the ones that are like actually matching employee donations, uh, either at one to one or even some doubling it or more. Uh, those ones I can understand them taking a little bit more time. People were like, they're rightfully so asking why it may take certain companies so long to speak up about it. Uh, when it comes to financial stuff in a company, there probably to be some approvals. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I don't know how easy it is. I mean, we're different. We're not like every other company out there. We pretty quickly could probably determine, hey, we're gonna do a charity drive and that money's going right to uh, George Floyd Memorial Fund versus a giant company. It's like, we need to double check everything to make sure we're allowed like we can get this done so those companies i'm fine with them taking more time if they put out there we are gonna put our money where our mouth is for those people who just like tweeted images and stuff it's it's something it's it, it's tech it's raising awareness it's getting people to talk about it so it's not completely useless but at the same time a lot of these companies that have a lot of money have a lot of power they they obviously can do a lot more all these companies are like wait like hundreds of thousands of times, like hundreds of times bigger than easy allies, maybe thousands of times bigger than easy allies. <laughs> and like the, the amount of change they could affect if they wanted to do that. And uh, I, I just, my hope is that some of these companies don't just like stop there when this all ends, that they, 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 they take a look at some things because it leads to a larger discussion about why we're in this place in the first place. And like why this industry in particular is like my, like many other industries, is deeply affected by this and that there's a long way still to go uh, uh for this and this is like this this is like the first step basically in the process and it'll be interesting to see what they do from here but the, on the surface level i am glad they're like any company that abstained from this that's like the big red flag it's like who and those companies start with that like bad and stuff and i know 
uh, you called out Nintendo, they did take a while to, to mm. say something, but it seems like behind the scenes, they were already donating and matching employee donations. But for some reason, they chose not to speak up until like a little bit later than like Sony and Microsoft. So, I mean, that's the thing. It, it's just, you know, the public perception, the optics about it, how long it takes you to say something, people are more inclined to believe you're doing it because it's safer to do and looks good from a PR perspective versus you're being genuine about it. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny, it's funny uh, the society we live in where it's like a gut reaction is seen as more genuine, whereas, and I'm not defending anyone or I'm not this is I'm not saying this in reference to anything really, but it's like a measured, thought out response to something can seem less genuine than just a knee jerk reaction, and like sometimes you don't want the form you you want the the measured reaction sometimes. Um, yeah, and like you said, it's like not saying anything is where you start to raise an eyebrow. And then it's funny because you hear stories about people who, again, not referencing anything, but just like, uh, you know, people who are activists and donate and do all this stuff and never talk about it. And then it's like you find out way later, it's like, oh, I guess they were a really good person. Like, they just didn't talk about it. Right. <laughs> Which is it's just like another thing that I'm sure exists. I don't know. And I imagine there's a lot of people that work at these companies that might potentially not agree with every word that was written by the company sure. that they work for. You know, this is one specific division in each of these companies that is doing this. And I don't mean at all to suggest that like, oh, because Sony tweeted this out, therefore all of this, you know, has suddenly has meaning. But I, in these events, especially now, as as you know, things are slowing down. This is you know might not be a topic that's brought up in the next DCI's podcast. I try to figure out you know, media wise, what the, the industry I potentially do understand, where is that high watermark? You know, like, how can we actually measure the impact that it had? How much everybody was kind of forced to listen and forced to to speak out? Um, I thought that was interesting. And a lot of stuff got delayed as well. CD Projekt Red delayed Night City Wire live stream. That's happening on June 25th, um, which is interesting with Sony that just a lot of people just more like three weeks, man, we'll just forget about it. We'll do it like way later. And Sony still hasn't. Uh, I wonder what the internal debate is on trying to figure out exactly when that's going to happen. If they're literally trying to have as early as possible, just like that day. I wonder how much lead time we're going to get. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that we're in a situation where there's no telling how long, you know, all of this will last, and I, I, I just don't think they want to be, you know, seen as insensitive and just like, all right, everybody, you know, stay home today and watch our presentation, you know, just. Right. It. I mean, it is to an extent because it'll take as long as it needs to take, right? And it's like, that's great, and and. Yeah, it's the right decision, I think, not to put a date on something because it's presumptuous to say like, oh, this will all blow over in three weeks. It's like this is a massively important movement and moment and like assuming when it'll blow over is kind of silly. Uh, CD Projekt Red strikes me as a company that can be flexible, that can maybe kind of do, they've always kind of done things the way that they want to do them. These next companies, yeah. I think, are a little less movable EA postponed the reveal of Madden NFL 21, um, which I think is an interesting decision on behalf of that company. Uh, just in terms, again, of the, you know, how much these things are just, they just happen at a very specific time in the year. Um, yeah. And a, potentially a lot of the, you know, um, a lot of the people that are expecting these things, this is maybe one or only one or two games that they play. And so, like, this was the moment when they realized, oh, this has, you know, uh, you know, 
bled over into this industry. And the next Call of Duty seasons were delayed for Modern Warfare, Warzone, and Mobile. So just basically all across Call of Duty, that game took a pause. Fortnite Season 3 was delayed a second time to June 17th. It was previously set for May 1st and delayed with no reason. And then right before, it's finally going to happen. Um, GT Online and Red Dead Online and NBA 2K went offline for two hours today, Thursday, when we're recording this podcast. Uh, and I think this is worth talking about. Infinity Ward is taking... Steps to make it more difficult to have racist names in uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. There are ways around it. There are ways to goof around with characters and, and just kind of obviously be offensive in ways that, you know, their algorithm or, you know, the, the automatic sensors they have set up is, are not picking up. And this is kind of a double-edged sword because this is a great gesture, but it's something where people are like, this is this took this for you finally to realize right. this yeah. is something so right. obviously Why was it not already hard? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know if this is going to have a trickle-down effect and a lot of people are going to just try to get in line behind Call of Duty or if this is a sign of how pathetic our progress has been because it took this long for this to happen. Is it possible to be happy and sad about that at the same time? Or how do we feel? It. I, I keep responding first. Someone else can, <laughs> someone else can talk. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where... Like, sure, moderation filters can be hard sometimes. Sometimes, you know, like trying to figure out like every, you know, way people will manipulate numbers and symbols and things. But I would think for something as large as Call of Duty, like it wouldn't be that. It wouldn't take more than a, you know, a few months to get that down. Uh, so it is, it is strange, um, you know, but, it, you know, it also helps for people to, you know, report that stuff when you see it, you know, if, yeah. if you can. Um, but and it sounds like they're expanding tools to do that, so I think that's actually helpful as well. You know, it's, it's like sometimes it like you know when you have something that has you know millions of players playing it, then you know the more tools that you can to put eyes on things, you know, for the small team that has to deal with everything. Um, yeah, I think that's that's a big step forward because that can go beyond whatever filters they think of. You know, it's like if you see something that's suspect. Then even if it doesn't fit their algorithms, then they can adjust their algorithms. So. Yeah, and I think like it, it's easy to be to to have your reaction be like it took it took this for this to happen, and it's like, like there comes a point where if we do want to see systemic change, everything has to change, and that includes dumb little things like making it harder to make racist names in call of duty you know and it's like as long as it happens if it starts happening good like and like shaming someone for learning a lesson far too late is not productive really it's just like i'm glad you're learning this i wish you learned it 20 years ago but i'm glad you're learning it now and i'm glad we can move forward you know and so like any tiny tiny little thing uh is good any any march towards equality progress even if it's as silly as names in call of duty you know yeah i think is is good i mean people have people have tried different ways i think in the past they just haven't worked i mean the biggest comparison coming up now in this in the larger movement with all the the protests going on is that they tried the most peaceful form for colin kaepernick taking a knee at football games and how much yeah. ire that drew. It's like one of the most peaceful yeah. things. It's taking a knee during the national anthem and everyone like tried to bury him. 
like dismiss it like uh, you know attacked him and tried to make it about you know the the, the victim uh, villainize him sorry and yeah. uh, i mean but he is a victim as well uh, uh of uh you know racial injustice with that so sometimes it does take something a little bit more like a big event like this sometimes it's the it's the wake-up call that things need and it, it's what needs it's needed to affect change and as you said ian if it affects like everything down to the smallest thing, if that's what it takes, then so be it. Uh, it's just unfortunate to like see that's what it, it, it for the outlook for the future. It's I'd really like to hope that like, you don't have to keep doing this, but right. this history shows it kind of is the way it's kind of always going to be the way that has to happen, unfortunately. And the best thing I'd like to see come out of this, especially when it comes to our in the, the video game industry particular is that i i really would like to see the change that happens for this is not just like obviously improve the the user experience especially when they're playing games like online games with other people you know the and it's not just like racist anything that like homophobic comics toxic masculinity shit like anything like that that goes through that people have to go through that makes them uncomfortable to play with other players that that fear because it's it's real they 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 they, they have to deal with that crap that that becomes like almost a thing of the past or that it's like so you know it's so you know enfor the rules are enforced that like you don't have to worry like if someone does that they're going to be cracked down on immediately so like they're the they're the minority now like that's the atypical experience this is where we need to get for that but also from the like the industry side i really like to see um more faces that represent the industry you know i'd like to see like you know more black faces like like you know black men black women uh you know other minorities like they're being the face of either companies the spokespeople for companies at their events um it, it would just be nice to see that like uh i mean what was it uh like uh, we talked about ubisoft earlier when they were doing their e3 press conferences aisha tyler being like the host of those things was like yes like that I'm like I'm gonna keep supporting this because they're putting her out there and she's really good. It's like it is, and they stuck with her too. I mean, but at the same time, you also see like people who ever like I don't know if they're gonna stay in the industry or not, but like a uh, Kirk Scott just left Nintendo recently. The face of the Nindies program, also in the directs and stuff. But after five years, stepped down from Nintendo. I hope he stays in the you know in the industry because he was great for that and like it was a really nice to see that. I, I it's just we gotta start from like. There's a whole story about people like, oh, it's hard to recruit or hire people when they aren't applying and stuff. Like, it starts even at a lower level, like education level and stuff. Like, we gotta like start there. We gotta fix a lot of stuff, and then hopefully we'll see that change affect change in our industry where we see a lot more diversity. And you know, companies just need to maybe try a little harder when they're looking at. You know, go an extra mile to search for somebody rather than like, I've already got all these applicants here, you know, I'm just going to filter them and stuff. That, that I think that's like one of the major things that needs to happen. And, yeah, well put. So, yeah, something you said in there too, I'd, I'd like to highlight uh, f literal faces in video games too, where it's like game oh. ad campaigns of games with a create a character where the default is still just some white dude. Uh, I, I feel like did Andromeda kind of shift it up in their ad campaigns? Like they would skip back and forth between the man. Oh, and I don't know about the was ads. Was Andromeda or Mass Effect Three or one of the two? One I, of them. Yeah. But I, maybe I'm misremembering. But like, I would love, I would love an ad campaign for a create a character game like that, uh, where it's yeah, like a not a white dude. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, you're talking about Mass Effect Andromeda, right? Yeah. But, yeah, I they probably I would. I mean, maybe they did it, but I would 
guess that they just went because they have their their canon. I know they showed a male and a female, and but females. I don't remember if yeah. they're both white. In yeah. yeah, I mean, I just like little things. Yeah, yeah. I you, well, you might be remembering, and, and maybe not. Maybe you do remember an ad, but I I my my review, I I was playing as a black woman in that game. I think the character I made for Bossman was. Well, yeah, I remember your character for sure. That's yeah, yeah that's a really good point, Ian. Um, uh, thanks, thank you for bringing that up. I, I mean, that really helps, though. Seeing the of more pe- more people can see of that, the more normalizes it. The more you know, marginalized groups can look up to somebody. But it also helps just as much when the the the, 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 the white people, the predominant group, also you know showcase these you know icons who are just like straight white guys basically all the time you know that's why like i mean i I really like good characters and stuff but like everyone makes fun of me like sometimes we're like 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 liking legend core and like liking core and stuff but like that character i i always push that character and like back in game trailers and reviews and stuff it's because representation it's a it's a minority character a minority uh bisexual character who I look up to. I was like, I, I want to idolize this. I want some people to see a white guy idolizing a minority character and stuff, and being like, I will look up to this. And like, I think there needs to be a little bit more of that too. So it, it goes with representation in the games as well, but also people like looking up to them and not like saying my idols are this and stuff. It helps, you know. It helps with seeing that like the the the, the majority voice speaking out and like speaking out for these minority voices and characters and stuff it like it really helps because the more as i said the more you're exposed to this the more people get it becomes normal and stuff and you see people people who maybe aren't as exposed to this they like have those knee-jerk reaction stuff it's like as you're saying ian like not necessarily like shaming people but like just they need to be exposed to it like learn like get yeah. get used to the world this is how it is it's not just like one way and the sooner you get you know understand that and are exposed and are used to it the better you person you can be i think and the better society is for it but you know media does gateway a lot of that stuff they do control a lot of the representation for that and remember what we went through with when the black panther came out all those videos of people saying like yeah. what was my favorite video like when, when the, the guys were saying like this is what it feels like to be white in america basically when they looked at like the poster of t'challa they were like this is great like we need more of this it's like it's like also sad to see that that like that's not a normal experience that like they have it's a special experience it's like no that should be more normalized for for crying out loud absolutely well that's what Damian, it just makes me happy i'm seeing so many of these big communities these big games being affected by this because not only are is this you know is there going to be representation people in that community are going to feel seen they're going to feel like the things that are affecting them are also affecting this industry that they love but that but potentially people that would i'm just hearing a lot of people that are frustrated that this is entering the gaming conversation at all who are like i see gaming for escapism and it's like there's really nowhere to escape to anymore i'm mean, looking at all of these games like these seems to be the big games the big earners the big things that people tune into and like it is everyone is talking about it it is everywhere this also seems like the type of headline that has news updates absolutely every single second again we're recording this the night of thursday june 4th uh if you will got up tomorrow something else happened one of these things got announced sony dropped a date on us like we don't know about that after the fact but i just tried to and a lot of these a lot of this stuff i, I looked up and read articles about yesterday so um again this has and, been a wild seven days even less than that that it's really kind of been yeah you know, the thing everybody was talking about 
Well, I think we've changed our like our schedule alone like six times this oh, week. Yeah. Oh, sure. Know, oh, yeah. Like... We we delayed the thing I teased last week in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now to next oh, week, but we might move you know, it again. Ian, I don't mind teasing stuff. Getting another we getting another week we'll of teases. We'll just tease it over and over. Again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but Brandon, what you said that word escapism, uh, and that comes up for our company too because, um, you know, yeah, we don't mention politics. Or, and I don't see this as a political issue. Obviously, it's a humanitarian issue. It's nonpartisan. Uh, you know, it's just like human lives. <laughs> but um, it, it, escapism and 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 the theory that we, as a journalism, entertainment, whatever company, shouldn't should be apolitical. It's sort of the same mentality where it's like the more games change. Because, like, escapism is great. I love it. But if you're escaping to a world that isn't representative of the real world, where the default is always the white guy, uh, that will color your perceptions of reality um, in some way, you know, even in minuscule ways. And I think that if our art, if our games start reflecting a more inclusive world, uh, we can escape to a world that is... You know why not better than our own you know yeah yeah well one of the things that was you know really interesting um last year at gdc and then i did a review of uh, falcon age and if i don't get this wrong but i'm pretty sure that the creator is from sri lanka you know and just how that kind of you know uh augmented that story and, and kind of you know showed some of their perspective and and the history that they've had to deal with in that country you know and so i think Part of it too comes down to, um, you know, maximizing what's happening in the indie scene as uh, more places in the world and people from those places uh, are able to create games and seeing, you know, like there's just like a whole other spectrum of different stories that can be told and things that we haven't seen a thousand times. Yeah, and it, it, to me, it's just it's more interesting. Like. Of course. If you boiled if you boiled down the the brass tacks of a lot of stories, film, television, gaming, yeah, uh, it, it's like the same crap over and over again. But I mean, it's even like, give it, me a perspective know, that I haven't heard already. I used to do a ton of theater, man. I loved to, you know, as a kid, I loved playing dress up. I love art, you know. I love you know film and television, and everything. When I play RPGs, when I make my own character. I just always make just goofy looking Jones clone, you know. And like, it's really <laughs> tough for me to break outside of of a mold you know and, and really like really like, like what if you know that's what's great about tabletop I mean, it's like what if i really put my shoes in somebody that is completely polar opposite from me um Be someone who's slightly shorter yeah <laughs> really outside the box yeah. blonde hair maybe that's the ticket <laughs> that's the t- thank you for these sentiments thank you everybody i saw some comments of people last week that were like are they gonna, gonna talk about what's going on right now and it's like this was last <laughs> thursday you know like so much changed mm-hmm. in just a short amount of time yeah. um and uh you know whether we whether this becomes a prominent part of the podcast last week you know we had a successful fundraiser that we did this week there's just a lot of people in our community that have done a lot of work in um you know spreading the words that we want to get out there but also educating us in a Informing us of a lot of the things that are happening so if i miss anything and let it, me know we'll cover it in corrections well yes. there, there is one thing i'd like to just touch on and hear your guys thoughts on as well um and to kind of get ahead of the comment maybe but like we're aware that all eight of us are white um there's four people on this allies. podcast what other eight what, what other 
Who else are you talking about? You only see. I'm seeing eight. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm seeing. I'm seeing double eight participants. Sometimes we have five, yeah. but today we just have four. Yeah, but but I mean, like, that does not escape our view. I mean, it it is just. I mean, systemically, like back down through the line, like it's how it wound up. The, mm-hmm. We're the people who are still around at Defy when everyone got fired. But like, uh, say what you will about that. Like, I'm sure many many privileged things went into that being the case of those being the people left um but uh it's something we're aware of it's something that i would like us to address um in the future i mean we can't like openly just discuss our plans for that right now on the off the cuff probably in a podcast but like it's something we're aware of and it's something that we are uh i don't know for sure we're open to talking about and listening about and and you know acknowledging I, I think it might be the like the main reason i would be reserved in bringing this up on the podcast at all is just the idea that somebody would see the timestamp or see like a tweet from somebody else and be like oh and click and just the you know, again the four boxes of white dudes come up and you're like right click. <laughs> you know like cool i'll move on to the next thing uh at which i completely understand that's what our oh, timestamps yeah. yeah, are available you can jump right back tweets about yeah that, let me yeah. find out what what uh what stuff got delayed what stuff got canceled what stuff got postponed but then when the four white guys start talking about racial injustice i'm gonna get that content elsewhere um but uh it's it I, it was just relevant in everything in everything in my life for last week um and so i really appreciate uh we talked about that a good long while that felt very good emotionally on the completely other end of the spectrum sega announced the game gear micro Shall we? <laughs> Shall it's we too damn micro. Shall we talk? We, it's we so talk small. About the game it's micro? too damn micro. What a yeah. week. <laughs> so this thing's only coming out in Japan. Like we should start there. So far, it hasn't is been it announced for, for sure. Do you believe that? Have not it has, not, not, has not been announced what for is, the West. Tommy, it's only what been is this? For Japan so far. What is this thing? So I'll read it. Uh, so this is from the, the Polygon's article on this. So I'm going to be quoting him from the. Uh, uh, Sega is reviving its 1999 handheld, the Game Gear. They're making a retro micro version of it uh, that's going to be coming out on in Japan only right now on October 6th for 4,980 yen, which is roughly about $46. And when they say micro, this thing is small because it is 80 millimeters wide or about 3.15 inches. And the screen is only one5 one five inches diagonally that's about a third according to polygon it's a third the size of the original game gears lcd screen and much tinier than the two inch screen on a game boy micro uh there will be four variations color variations there's a uh, black version that will come with sonic the hedgehog poyo poyo 2 outrun and royal stone a light blue version that comes with Sonic and Tails, Gunstar Heroes, Sylvan Tail, and Baku Baku Animal. A yellow version with Shining Force Gaiden 1 and 2, Shining Force Gaiden Final Conflict, and Nazu Poyo Arl No Ro. And a red version that comes with a Megami Tensei Gaiden, Last Bible, Last Bible Special, the GG Shinobi, and Columns. Some of these games never came out in America, so like again, uh, it's being emu- the emulated uh, the emulator is being developed by M2. Uh, so that's good news for it. It's just really small and tiny and uh, who's this for? I guess like it's yeah, a little weird. It Put it on your keychain. I mean, I don't yeah. know what you. Yeah, but it looks too small. I mean, unless it's for like kids, but the games that they've picked aren't 
kids games. They have some like, RPGs too... on there. Right. RPGs. And Sonic 2 is hard. I when as a kid you can't beat that little weird is that Sonic 2 or 1 with the weird like chomping mouth at the bottom of that hill? Couldn't beat it. Oh, uh, the Game Gear version, I think that's the Game yeah, Gear version. I forget which game, one, yeah. but I remember that boss, it sucked. That was impossible. It was really annoying. Yeah. Turns out you just have to like let it Yeah. kill itself with, with like balls falling ceiling or whatever. Particles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, did not figure that one out as a six-year-old or whatever. Uh, but yeah, the buttons look unusable. I don't know. What did you see the, uh, I think I posted it right before this, the, the weird, like, old-school magnifying glass. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. that's, that's one way to help the buttons being unusable, <laughs> Bloodworth. Because if you want, you can get a better look at that tiny screen with the gigantic magnifying glass that the Game Gear also had. Uh, and it partially covers the buttons that <laughs> you're trying to press to play the game. Um, yeah, it looks like it covers the start button a little bit. Yeah, it's nuts. It uh, goes uh, charges over USB, but it can also yeah. run on two AAA batteries. Cur really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, the batteries are back. It's like, uh, There's also a... Uh, Two, uh, 27,255 yen bundle, roughly $250 uh, of all four oh. consoles and a mini version of the magnifying glass. Oh my gosh. God. <laughs> I get a tiny version of that. It's it like, comes um, the magnifying glass. So there's no way, there's no video out for this, basically. No way. No. There's no video out like, this, like the Genesis and no, all the other And no announcement systems. for US market at all. Yeah, so I, I thought maybe it was like, oh, it's a mini system. Okay, they're, the, the, they have to cut down on costs, but at least you could be able to hook it up to like a TV or something. And it's like, I don't see any of that. So nope. it's meant to just be portable, but I, I, I just don't know who's really going to get enjoyment from this. It's like a not, this is like the definition of no, uh, novelty right here. It seems like a kind of overpriced uh, stocking stuffer. Yeah. You know, just exactly. like a novelty gift that you give someone, they mess around with it for 20 minutes and then they forget it exists. Well, um, in my, uh, the, the Turbo Graphics video I did, like one of the, the screen filters was for like the old, uh, like Neo Geo Mini, Turbo Express, whatever it was called. And like, even playing that on a screen, I'm like, I'm okay, I'm, I'm over this in like five minutes. <laughs> Does it <laughs> make like, it no like way. small? Well, yeah, it makes it small, and it's got, like, a weird, you know, uh, visual yeah, effect that's supposed to represent, like, the dot matrix of it or whatever it was. Right. The Game Gear was sick, though. That was my first console ever. First it, anything. The Game Gear was sick. Why wouldn't you want four of them? I was like, yeah. why couldn't they just <laughs> Put make four the, of them together and the original... third the size of the original? <laughs> right? Hey, that could be a bonus feature they haven't talked about yet. You know, it's a big surprise. Yeah, combine them. I just don't get why they want to put out the uh, the original form factor Game Gear and, and have it either powered by solely by USB with like rechargeable batteries only. Some like you know to keep the cost a little bit down and also not burn through all those you know yeah. eight batteries back in the day. The joke, just putting yeah. an original one. This definitely, as you said, Ian, this definitely feels like a stocking stuffer type thing. Like maybe even like it was meant to like a key if it has a keychain thing. Like it's just. Something you carry around and like, oh, it looks, see, it works, see, that's cool, but um, you're never really going to play it, you know, you're not going to play it well, in any it, meaningful way. I don't, I don't want to tell tales out of school, and I don't know if it's still as popular, but I know that phone charms and stuff, like mobile phone mm. stuff, is big, was big when we were there a few years back in Japan, so maybe that is the angle, maybe it's like, because, I mean, that is kind of awesome to have, like, a keychain or phone charm that is a playable Game Gear, like, that's kind of sick. 
if that's the angle you know like i could imagine being like a high schooler and thinking that's rad as hell uh so if that is the angle then sweet i guess yeah but yeah <laughs> are high school high schoolers really gonna really gonna drive the sales on this do you think <laughs> i mean this is obviously we kept the it, anime dvd is... business afloat when we were in high school right so <laughs> i mean i did too obviously but <laughs> This is silly for a reason. I mean, this is where we're, we, I can't stop looking at it. I can't stop reading about it. I can't stop talking about it. And I can't help but think the strangeness is because of that. That obviously it fits all of the, the criteria that you just said, Ian. But it's also just the goofiest thing and the weirdest decisions. And like, how far do you go with this? You know, like, is there a way to make this sillier? I can't think of anything you could potentially do to these things. <laughs> Other colors, it, I guess? I don't know. It's in supposed the, to the, celebrate the 60th anniversary of the company. It only right. has four games on each, too. I just, that's like, that's... Which is, yeah. That's yeah. This is I not want, meant to be practical whatsoever. I want a commercial of a man with a bag full of these things who just keeps, like, surprise throwing them out at people. <laughs> and they're all, and they, like, hit him in the face, and they're like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> no one bends over to pick him up. Yeah. Hand him out for trick-or-treat. Yeah. The other oh thing that's God, nuts definitely. to me, so I could sort of see myself maybe playing a little bit of Sonic like this, but something that's like Shining Force that's got a lot of text and like unit yeah. movement, and stuff, <laughs> like what? Well, these aren't the games, if we get this in the US, we're all probably only getting about half of these things, right? Because a lot of these games, you know, I do not recognize. They and I actually grabbed it. Be localized. Yeah, I grabbed this list from another site, Damiani, and a lot of the titles were different from what I saw, so. Um, yeah, I, I saw some different were. titles too. No, I mean, maybe Polygon was just uh, trying to input, like, the English version of the titles, maybe. Or right. they just to translate themselves. So, again, uh, my, my, what uh, I was reading was from the Polygon article. So, apologies if the those don't have official English translations. And that was just the, their translation of the titles, the Japanese titles. But, yeah, I just... My only final thought on this, really, is that I'm a little bummed out because, well, uh, I wasn't a Sega person growing up. Uh, this is something I did play a bit of Game Gear uh, through various means uh, back in the day, and I would like to revisit some of these games. Especially like yeah, the Sonic Game Gears. There's a Mega Man Game Gear game that was like crazy weird. Um, there's like uh, lots of different crazy Game Gear games I played because uh, my brother had one uh, or a friend of his had one. I would borrow it when they would come over because they weren't interested was, in it. Like a serious, I was curious what se through various means meant. <laughs> I mean, they would like they would bring it over and like they wouldn't play with it, so I just like go play in their room with it like while they were okay. uninterested. I was like, this and, is pre-emulator. What, what are you? No, doing? no, no. Yeah, it was not emulator. Uh, if, they, if Sega took this seriously, put out a real size Game Gear with like twenty to thirty Game Gear games on it. I would probably buy this in a heartbeat. I mean, this is what I wanted, like, with those rumored Game Boy Micro things. Like, if Game Boy Micro was just a tiny thing with four games on it, I'd be like, eh, pass, I'm out. There was that Game Boy mock-up thing that was that would fit on your phone, you know, mm. and then you'd get the app, and that was... What happened out of that? Was that just, like, a third-party weird thing, or was that just uh, somebody made oh, that up? Or? I, yeah, I don't, that was a weird rumor, right? Like I don't know anything cover about thing? it. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for that Teenage Engineering Playdate thing. I'm very curious about that. It's like a handheld made by Teenage Engineering and um, hmm. the people who made, oh God, the people who made Firewatch, um, I want to say. Is uh, that the, the, I, the yellow thing with the crank? Yeah, it's a, it's a handheld system with a crank. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. 
I saw a headline Black that the, the Doom minigun, it has Doom on it, and you crank the minigun. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that's, just... that's a no-brainer. But that's them, I and mean, you see, I see thumbs too big to play Game Gear. I see a tiny fingers cranking a Doom minigun in black and white, and these are ridiculous, and I might buy it. I don't, you know, oh, it's, I'm buying Playdate for sure. <laughs> it's funny. I played Game Gear more than I played Genesis. I did not own a Genesis for a while, but I, did, I picked up the Game Gear probably just because it was cheaper than that system. And I was just like, so, I was so in love with the Game Boy when that first came out. I played that a ton and still somehow did not play Pokemon Red or Blue. Um, but I got to wonder, I mean, is, if these were the games, uh, the GG Shinobi I'm curious about. But I mean, are we all getting the black version for Sonic the Hedgehog and... You know, Outrun Puyo Puyo or Gunstar Heroes uh, blue version. I don't know. Sylvan Tail, what's that? Is that an RPG? Might get a blue version. Sylvan Tail, what's that? What's that? What's that? What's that, Sylvan Tail? Damiani, what version are you getting? I mean, color-wise, I like the blue one the most, but... Would you pick out of color rather than games? You wouldn't care what you'd yeah, play. Yeah, because I mean, I'm not. Like you want to make like a necklace out of it? I'm not, not, taking, I'm not taking this seriously for playing the games, so... Vanity, thy name is Damiani. Just want Yeah, definitely be the black or the blue one for me. I'm curious what Baku Baku Animal is. Why don't we do a Game Gear micro group stream? All of us just play a different version of this, and we just talk. We just hang we out. Have a Nobody could see anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we turn the volume up real loud, though, you know, so you can hear all four at the same time. We hold it up close to the mic. <laughs> we the zoom the a camera in, but it would be so close that if you moved literally at all, you would completely go off frame. Dude, Oops. I remember, <laughs> Blood, were you there? I remember, like, doing all Access E3 where uh, it was, like, the, the Vita. I think there was some game on the PSP or Vita, and they were, like, playing it on the couch, and the camera guy was behind, like, trying to go yeah. off of the PSP. Oh, and, like, the right. producers were all pissed because it was really bright, reflecting, and I was like, I don't know what the hell you guys thought this was going to look like. <laughs> I remember that. I remember Bring B-roll, and then they're done. That's it. Vita was one no of the, the roughest systems for, for us at Game Trailers because we never oh, got, gosh. like, a real capture unit. Mm. So it was always this, like, really painful process of, like, having to lock down the thing and put a camera over top of it. Mm-hmm. And then the Vita had all these functions that you couldn't use because yeah. it had motion control and the back touchscreen and stuff. And it was like, well, yep. <laughs> come on. Yeah, it's capturing only Gravity Rush was a, a, a fun uh, process for, for that uh, original review for Vita. Um, and so, it, like, not only did the footage look bad technically, but it was, like, it was played poorly because... You know, because all we could do is like go in a room and, and like try to do something for 30 minutes in an awkward position. Is there a reason they wouldn't bring this to the States? Uh, Because it was said it's novelty. Maybe they think it won't sell very well here. It, it could just be. One? I mean, I, I mean, I think maybe they just don't bring any of it out over here. I mean, they might. I mean, it's not impossible. They might bring it out over here. Who's to say? But I also yeah, want to be could surprised. Be holding that announcement like a lot of other things. The, I mean, this is yeah, this was like a big 60th. I mean, the only reason I can think they'd announce it for America the same day is because everything that we just talked about in a previous topic, uh, they were like, eh, not a good time, you know. In Japan, maybe you know it's different over there for right now, so it's okay to announce it there. But they felt it comfortable announcing it there, and maybe just waiting at a later date here. But I mean, at the same time, it does seem like they would have held off the announcement. Period. Like in a few days or something, just to like announce it globally if it was going to be a global launch. But I, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, things are weird right now, even with like for all this with the COVID situation. Maybe their plans are being affected by that. I don't know, but who's to say? I would not be shocked if it doesn't hit the U.S. Remember that like two-year period in like the late 
mid 2000s or something after flip phones had gone away and phones kept getting smaller and so then like Zoolander and like Austin Powers and so like they all made they all had jokes about tiny tiny little phones and like someone swallowed <laughs> their phone and stuff it's like that <laughs> we're going back is that who goes smaller who what's yeah. the smallest handheld you could have I mean I think I this is it I think this is pretty pretty small Oh, it's like I, those Bloodworth, Tamagotchi I got it. I got things it. are the smallest things, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, there's some small Tamagotchi. You got to get one that's a ring that you wear on the top part of your finger that projects the Ooh. console onto your palm, and then you just play it like this, Yeah. like tapping with your two fingers, but you have to hold your finger steady, and then it's only the size of a ring. That's smaller. I watched the pilot of uh, Upload on Amazon because the man has a couple friends on it. Do you see what they do with the phones? It's, it's I haven't watched here. it. It's in here. They just extend oh. either hand like that, and it just fills in. Like mm. the oh, okay. loser. It just extends out in space, yeah, so they can read it. Um, yeah, I'll tell you this. You know, the Super Nintendo Classic loved it. You know, the NES Classic, like, a lot of the stuff. I was, I was curious about the PlayStation Classic. Didn't fork over cash to go get it. None of them made me chuckle. None of them, <laughs> none of them really made me laugh, you know? None of them I pointed well, the, at and giggled. The, the so. pointless attachments for the Genesis Mini... Mm. We're a little funny. They're so funny. Well, thirty-two X and stuff. This has a pointless attachment as well. It it, it it's it's no that it's, this attachment it, is has a purpose, it's but the it's only also pointless. It. It's a <laughs> it's a it's a pointless purpose. Isn't that great? Yeah. It's a remarkable thing. I I just think it's uh I just think it's fascinating. Way to go, Sega! A wonderful time to drop the Game Gear Micro <laughs> on us. Yeah, it's so weird. You can't be mad at it, kind of. Yeah. You're just like. All right. Yeah, it's like if you buy that and you're upset, it's your own fault. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't be upset for buying it for yourself. You can't laugh at somebody else buying it. It's, t- it's, it's tough. Well, emotionally, it'd be interesting to see if this ever comes to the U.S., how it affects us. As if, <laughs> as if Sega dropping the Game Gear Micro wasn't crazy enough. Konami. You guys, y'all remember Konami, right? Right. They make uh, they make lottery machines, right? They make right, uh, right. Pachinko. Mm-hmm. Pachinko slot mm-hmm. machines. Heavily invested in technology, this company. Yeah. Um, used to have some, you know, award-winning IP. Uh, just just dropped a video game on us. No big deal. But, but they don't make video games. <laughs> just they do. Uh, they apparently make ten dollar, uh, no, twenty dollar, uh, action platformers. Yeah. Well, they didn't make just, yeah. You can just go they play on the PC, California PlayStation Four, Switch, and Xbox One. Yeah. They just published so, it, yeah. Uh, Skell Attack uh, is out. Go get it. It's on PC, PlayStation 4, Switch, and Xbox One. It's on something you probably own if you want to go play video games. $20. Uh, and it was from the developers of Epic Loon, which is a $10 game uh, on everything but Switch, PC, PS4, and Xbox. Uh, Four-player battle or co-op. Old sci-fi vibes from that game. And then they, they're they teasing another game on their official website. But mm. that was it that I could find. Together with your best bat friend, Ember, you'll need to jump, slash, and flap your way through the underworld. It's time for you to stop the humans, save the elder, protect the blue fr- flame, and confront Scully's own life before coming to the Aftervale. The Aftervale. What's what's happening? What's going on? Somebody got the some info on this? looks kind of nice. It's got, it's kind of undertale you know, yeah. it's kind of... Kind of vibes. Maybe a little Hollow Knight. It's playful. I don't see as uh, Hollow Knight for sure. It's not like Undertale. Not in the overall style, just you know. Uh, the vibes. I don't think it looks like right. Hollow Knight either. It looks yeah. more. Well, it's got like a hand-drawn esque yeah. feel, like cartoony. 
Um, Versatile and fluid platforming, fun for all ages. Visually rich art style. Be a warrior and a skeleton. This is from the Switch. I really like this description. Fight the humans before they plunder your unlife. Meet a unique cast of friendly monsters, undead, and make friends along the way. Play as an adorable bat named Ember. She's the best. <laughs> Take your time, look for secrets, even try to speed run. Skeletal attack is fun for all skill levels and challenge seekers. Extensive checkpoint system of blue flames to practice your jumps! Exclamation point. Um, oh, a little nightmare platforming i see maybe yeah it's interesting because they said what the playstation blog had some more information was saying like there's no game overs in this so oh really yeah which is uh, i mean that that's nice i mean a lot of games do it like usually they either throw you back at a checkpoint or there's like a currency penalty like that's more games do that i think more often now like that, that that's like uh unless you play steel uh steel mode or i forget what it's called in hollow knight the one die game over thing you just lose all your uh, geo in that game so i i appreciate games like that because it encourage i think it encourages you more to to keep pushing against difficulty whereas like game over go all the way back to this like beginning of game type mentality is a little bit much i think it's more of an old design yeah. uh yeah i mean this is a game where i mean i might try it out at some point it it the platforming stuff platforming platforming comment usually definitely speak to me um i couldn't help shake i mean it is a budget game it's not a, it's not a full price game it is an indie game it just looked a little despite you know oh it's a skeleton fighting against human stuff it, it my first when i watched the trailer i felt it looked a little the feel like i was a little too generic like nothing really spoke to me in terms of like this is unique this is different it, it looks like it will be a, a decent game and be about like you know maybe an average experience i might be wrong when i play it uh but i think the real surprise to me is that it's like konami decided to publish this that this wasn't picked up by somebody else and it was konami of all companies to put this out right. so i think that's like why i'm like whoa i'm paying more attention to this because konami is attached to this project it's like wait what <laughs> welcome back i guess konami what do you got what else you got for us <laughs> Not something they've talked about a lot. Not a lot of lead up to this. And the shadow dropped it almost. Yeah, yeah I, hadn't heard, I hadn't heard of it. And like you said, it's a it's a budget title. Um, are we happy for this game? Or are we do we think this game maybe could have? And again, none of us have played it, but like, do we think you know this is a, a sign of a good thing, a sign of a bad thing? I feel like it's gotten uh, a a good amount of buzz from it. You know, for for what it is, it's, it it may not have stood out without the konami name behind it because it is just it's just unusual for konami to be publishing anything much less a new ip that's you know like it feels like a lot of the stuff they they have been putting out has been you know sort of returning to the well of like bomberman and and that sort of thing uh yeah so to see something entirely original get the konami name put to it even if they didn't make it uh that makes people perk up and and wonder like hey what's going on over there yeah, rough timing. I mean, it can't. You can't really be a story right now, but uh, I don't know. The graphic style looks all right. It, it'd be something I'd be. I think this is a case where a demo would be helpful too. Maybe like yeah. if you shadow drop a game like this, I think you also drop a demo because then someone can play it because they haven't had the lead up or any press to to you know. And I love shadow drops and I love demos so. I don't know, because I'd love to play a demo of this, but I don't know if I want to pay twenty bucks. I don't know. Yeah, and the trailer was like forty something seconds as well, so yeah, not it makes long. it a little tricky. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's but it's interesting. Obviously, you know, people are streaming it and stuff now. 
I think this could potentially be a good time for this game to pop up. There's just a lot of, as somebody who has been trying to figure bets together over the last, uh, uh, to get all that stuff figured out over the last couple of weeks and look at like, what's coming out next week. And, and it's, there's very rarely like, aha, that's the obvious game. There's a lot of ports. There's a lot of games coming out of betas and, and stuff that we've known about sequels to IPs, remasters, re-remasters, um, re-remasters, re-remasters getting announced. We'll get to that later, but, uh, it's just interesting. So it is a remaster. Sorry, we'll get to it. This is not no, but uh, <laughs> no, uh, one, yeah. so interesting when I heard about this and I thought it was like wow I, I I haven't heard it you know I didn't know that was a thing that existed and then saw later oh I, there's a reason I didn't know that existed and actually saw some streaming support I don't know if they were just naturally attracted to it or if that was something that they smartly connected with you know some streamers to to make that available so at least some people could check out what was going on with this game but it seemed to just kind of be there. I didn't necessarily hear anything negative or positive around it, even when searching for more information. It just kind of popped up. So strange for Konami to be involved, strange for them not to potentially botch it, or, you know, it's like at least get it out and shadow drop it instead of, like, having a bad campaign or, like, taking way too long <laughs> yeah. or um, releasing it, like, you know, in, like, October or something. Although I'm sure it's a fun game to play in October. But Did we have a bet for this? I didn't write one down, by the way. Oh, for this podcast? Oh. Yeah. Oh, did you not write down a bet? Because I didn't ask for one beforehand. I wrote down oh. my bet. I'm all set, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> Just give us a time to Whoops. silently write it down in the moment later. We'll do it when you do that bet thing later on in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. You think, I just d- realized it. You win. You win, Ian. Hey! I hey, I don't know what you win. <laughs> you win a transition into the last story, potentially, that we're going to talk about on this podcast. Uh... I got Daniel Bloodworth on hand to talk about this, although all of us should be familiar with this company. Don't Nod Entertainment opens a new Montreal, Canada studio. This international expansion will allow the company to be closer to its North American players community, representing the studio's main audience, responsible for a handful of video game successes like, of course, Life is Strange, Vampire, which I totally forgot they did, and Remember Me, Don't Nod has more than 250 employees in France. Thanks to this new North American entity, the studio will grow, continue to grow and produce even more immersive, engaging, and innovative video games. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's good news. I mean, the 250 surprised me. That's, it's a lot of uh, developers over there working. Um, Did feel I like sh- 250? You wouldn't have guessed. Didn't feel like 250 based on your experience with Dotnod. You wouldn't have guessed. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed, but you know, I think it's it, probably because they are working on multiple things, right? So mm. you know, they've they've got several projects coming up. They've, um, you know, they were doing Vampire and Life is Strange at the same time. So, yeah. Uh, it, it's definitely interesting, though, and I think particularly because you know they have been doing so well with North America, and they've been setting you know those Life is Strange games have been set in North America. I think th- particularly in the first game, there was like a little bit of a disconnect of like, do you not quite understand like American? culture and high school and stuff like that it's like blackwell academy is in this like strange limbo of like is this is this a private high school or is this a college what what where are we what are we doing here um so yeah i i think just having more people internally to kind of understand that stuff a little better will help um and uh yeah just just more more manpower more uh people making those games particularly if they do want to continue life is strange while venturing into uh new ip don't not as one of those companies where it's like 
I've enjoyed their stuff from afar. Like I've played, I played like a few hours of Empire, a few hours of Life uh, is Strange One, you know, and I liked them. I didn't finish them, but I respect what they were like going for, you know. And so yeah, I, I want nothing but good things for these guys. Like, do do we know mm. if they're? Did they say they're hiring up in Canada, or are they moving people from the? They're other hiring one? in, yeah. Okay, they're okay. Hiring up, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, they're expanding. That's good stuff. Yeah, let me yeah. see if I can find a little bit more. It's about also it, gonna, but... so Montreal. That's gonna put them by Eidos Montreal as well. So yeah. right. So I mean, you know, Squarenix. I mean, Squarenix. You know, has ties with Life is Strange, obviously. So like maybe, maybe oh. they want to do something more ambitious with that. You know, besides having that studio there, also like having them have access potentially to that. You know, I, I mean, that's us talking strictly about Life is Strange, or maybe Squarenix like says hey we want you to work on a bigger ip or something like that you know they do Wonder have they do have deus ex and tomb raider i know those games are known for their specific genres but they also have spin-offs and maybe a life is strange style like that more like uh, adventure narrative game for like set in one of those universes might be something square Enix is interested in and having them having a studio there could lead to those opportunities i mean it'd be lead, like lead to like you know bigger things for them but also don't want them to be shoehorned into like just keep make games for is existing ips they seem to excel at doing what they want with their create with their creativity so i hope they keep i hope they can balance both of those i think i think it'll be a good recipe for success for them yeah is, i just montreal donut, is don't a subsidiary of anyone or is it no 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 independent that's yeah, what I was I trying wonder, to clarify. Like, so Square Enix would just be Life is Strange. It wouldn't be like right. I they forgot that Square Enix no. had anything to do with that. I wonder if they're yeah, going to. They just published them or it. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, the Idos Montreal there. They have uh, like some motion capture studios and stuff. So yeah, you know, if again, if Life is Strange was involved in this in any way, like they could potentially collaborate there. Uh, but at the end of the email, I have uh, the establishment of the studio in the Quebec metropolis will be supported by a brand new project. To fill its ranks, Don't Nod will be hiring for Montreal's t renowned talent pool, which will naturally diversify the company's culture and con consequently its creations. So yeah, all new people, all new project. Montreal so. is lovely. I went there mm. once, mm -hmm. and it's great. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a really nice yeah. place. Yeah. I also didn't mean to say there's only Square Enix there. There's lots of, there's plenty of other oh, yeah. game mm. studios yeah. there. So I mean, it's just like a nice, as you said in that email, but good talent pool there for not only hiring, but, you know, networking using maybe potentially you said like motion capture at a facility to do you know a next gen life is strange or something like that it would be a really good opportunity i think it's a good move um yeah uh it's interesting blood you you were surprised at 250 are you nervous that this company might be getting too big is this potentially a telltale situation not to draw comparisons between these two companies because obviously you know, Life is Strange is similar to maybe some of the stuff that they output, but is this company growing too fast? Is this something that maybe they they finally found the franchise that people are really going to fall in love with, that their audience was potentially expecting more things? You know, you've been you've talked to these devs that worked on Life is Strange, and this is de these are definitely types of stories they they want to continue to tell. Uh, too much too soon, or is it impossible to tell? I think it's impossible to tell, but I, you know, I am a little bit nervous on their behalf just because. You know, Life is Strange is their biggest franchise, and there were mixed receptions to Life is Strange too. You know, there are people that mm. really love it, like me and Huber, and there are people that think, you know, that it's just like, you know, it it tanked, you know, for them. 
and interesting and then i don't know where it falls sales wise whether it really that's what i was going to ask yeah because I, I had i had the perception that it didn't succeed over over much so i was kind of surprised by this not to cut you off sorry blood and uh and yeah and so that's been their one like really solid hit of a series mm-hmm. um and you know vampire was interesting but had issues and remember me was very interesting and had issues and so it's just it's curious to see you know where they're going without knowing you know particularly uh, what they're working on at the moment well we know it'll be interesting but will it have issues is the question that's kind of what i'm wondering they're bringing in all these new people it's montreal like we don't have issues and they just come in like oh they didn't go montreal that's the difference the montreal difference so blood what you're saying is there's no way of knowing where they're going without knowing the way. <laughs> it's happening right now. He's sort of inadvertently quoted fastball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That will be the recruitment video music. <laughs> yeah. The road that they walk on is paved in gold. I didn't want to stop you. I'm sorry. I don't remember that part. <laughs> also, this week, Terra Battle terminated its service. Aw. Hmm. I played Terra Battle. Hmm. Did you? Uh, it's interesting. Weren't there two Terra Battles? I thought Terra Battle either got like a big I update or something. I think or, so. Um, maybe it's just the whole Terra Battle yeah, franchise. Terra Battle 1 and 2. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, you might know the name Hironobu Sakaguchi. I got to finally meet Hironobu Sakaguchi because the first Terra Battle was coming out. Uh, and he was like, let's play together. I'm like, I don't want to play you in some indie game you're making that I've never played before. All right. He, he won. <laughs> did you win? No, no. I did not. Uh, uh, and apparently, he's working on an Apple Arcade game, so that's kind of what he's diverting focus to. Yep. Uh, but it's always a bummer, obviously, for people to check that out. I also play a lot of mobile games. I feel for you if you're affected by that. Um Two fun Avengers-related news things. There's a war table happening on June 24th, um, and then it, that reaffirms. Would you explain what that? That's a war table. It's your, it's your stream. Cl- no, it's your classic. It's your classic gaming war table. Uh, mm. It reaffirmed they're going to have a September 4th, uh, 2020 release date. This is their direct, the an Avengers direct. I don't know. It started with. I always get a little nervous whenever videos start with tweets where they're like, we heard you. It's like, well, I hope everyone heard everyone. I don't know if that's necessarily something. See, the difference with our company is we check our Twitter account. You're like, oh, <laughs> it's good to know. We <laughs> All these tweets, let- people are like, hey, what the hell happened in that Avengers game? And like, an interesting question. <laughs> Let's have a war table. Uh, and if that... <laughs> Avengers game doesn't interest you. Potentially you want to watch 10 minutes of THQ's Avengers game that was going to be in first person. I have not seen this 10 minutes of footage, but uh, that resurfaced. Um, I wish we got in one of these a week. I just need at least once a month. We got that Prince of Persia game that never came out. I just want some game to look at that I'll never get to play, but at least I get to watch some footage because somebody found it. The the footage is at such an early stage that I feel like it's almost impossible to tell whether it could have been good. But the chances right. are that it would not have been. Right, but but that's the game that Square Enix is making that comes out in September. I'm talking about the THQ Avengers. <laughs> oh. You know. oh, boom! Oh. I'm kidding, I'm reviewing that game. Uh, a Total War Saga Troy will yeah. launch exclusively on Epic on August 13th and is free for a day. So why wouldn't you just go get... I mean, obviously, there's lots of people who don't like Epic, but it's just crazy. 
these free games <laughs> these free games free on games. epic is so interesting <laughs> i one it's one thing obviously if it's the same thing as psn it's the same thing with game pass like a lot of games are like we missed our window it's over uh you know a lot of people aren't talking about our game right now maybe they'll all jump in especially multiplayer stuff like they'll all jump in you know uh world war ii just is free on on uh playstation this month uh, for you know on uh playstation plus and uh star wars battlefront 2 as well and but it's weird to have these new games i just wonder what the you know what the what the cell was what the package they put together to the, you know the cell attack all these different companies well of course money. but specifically who stands to gain more than who is what i'm wondering <laughs> are you telling oh, me bloodworth i could just give you do you have a price for everything is that what you're saying blood well, it's that interesting I just, because I can write you. You know, for those fans, which I'm not even, you know, I, I don't even know for sure if Total War has had a lot of presence on Epic yet. Um, you know, you get those fans in the door, and then Epic's going to start giving people that game's not going to be done in a night, right? Like you're going to play that game for a right. while, mm-hmm. and then they're going to get more free games the next week because of the way Epic works. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 definitely it's definitely a fishing line right there. You know, they're definitely, you know, hooking people into the ecosystem and then eventually they're going to open that thing enough that they're going to just buy games there. Do you have to download them on Epic to actually get or is it like PlayStation? Because I, I swear I I added DayZ to my account back when that was free and then I don't have it. Oh, so maybe you uh, have to my experience, actually no, download just, it? I don't or, think you'd have to actually download it, no. Oh, okay. I guess I just... False memory, then, I guess, <laughs> just to do it. It's just... it's Epic just doesn't... Epic's mean. Epic's cruel. Yeah. They're just making it not happen. They're breaking hearts. And I imagine there's a lot of Total War fans that do not like the Epic Game Store <laughs> and will not be signing up for that. I just think that, again, might not be the way you prefer to get uh, Total War Saga. It's just fascinating for a game like that, for a franchise to adopt. I'm curious to see how that does. Uh, Sony says PS4 games submitted after July 13th must be compatible for PS5. So there. Ian, that game you were planning to submit got to be on PS5. Got Sorry. it. I got some work mm. to do. Sega announced. So I just did a search. That, oh, Sorry. Do it. There, Sega announced that Blood did a search. The, there's not any other Total War games that pop up on the Epic Game Store. Yeah. Oh, firsty. They are, they are pulling that audience straight yes. out of Steam. I just remembered that I bought Total War Warhammer the other day when it was on sale and then forgot I did that. <laughs> oh, nice. Whoopsies. Or Warhammer 2, whatever. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Play it eventually, I guess. <laughs> I probably should. Play a game. What? No. 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 Just uh, collect them. Sega's got a lot going on. They announced Fog Gaming, yeah. which will harness the power of arcade machines. The power of fog. They're going big over here. They're going small over here. Big arcade machines. Did they get an actual announcement out there, or was this just like a report? Oh, dude, I have no idea what this is. is it, I'm not. Was yeah. this supposedly fog was their is big, big and small? This supposedly was the big <laughs> announcement they were teasing. It was like on power with the PS5 or something, or, or someone was telling me that, and I was confused. I was like, Yeah, there was a lot of weird. How is how is this? A, what? No, this is this is not on the caliber of like an international new console launch. Like. I, I get, uh, from my understanding, it makes it. Uh, I don't even know what it is. It's like cloud, some cloud access to play arcade gaming to help preserve and stabilize arcade industry over in Japan, and uh, that's great. But like, that's not. That might be extremely big news there. That is, if that is the announcement that was being touted, uh, that was completely misrepresented. Um, 
I mean, it's cool, but it's that's not big news. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm a little weird. I think that might not be it, but I'm hoping it's not. And people just jump the gun and assuming it is because, yeah, this and the game, the Game Gear Micro are like no, neither of these are big enough for this supposed big Sega announcement, which I hope is still true, but we'll mm. see. Sega wants you to be confused right now, Damian. They got you in the palm of their hands. They've I mean, got you in a fog, Damian. Sega operates in some mysterious ways. I'm still waiting yep. for Sonic Mania 2, the most obvious sequel that should have existed by oh, now. Yeah. And I still don't know where that is. It's like, where is that, Sega? Come on. Where, it's, in Mania 2? it's in the it's fog. It's in the fog. It's in the fog. Yeah, we gotta... Yeah. It's like the Turbo Graphics. You had those hidden games on there, right? right. You had hidden modes and stuff. Maybe like it's, we it's have to coming. get all four of the game I mean, gears and beat all four of the games. You have to get them the all close together. Yeah, so we get the codes. And then Daisy you chained the codes. I by headphone jack. They show also they each show one USB. fourth of a Steam code. For and then when right. you put those into Sonic Mania and unlock Sonic Mania 2, I got it. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. I loved that the announcement I saw for this had to clarify, no, that's not a translation error for the Japanese equivalent of cloud computing. Like, right. they meant right. fog, not cloud. Which I, I love that, like, fog yeah. computing. I like, fog. that's way better. I like that. Yeah. Resident the Evil 3 fog. will receive no future updates. Sorry, RE3 fans. Um, They're too busy. Yeah. They're yeah. busy with bigger yeah. and better busy things. Making games. Hey. Busy making Busy making RE8, RE4 remake, Code Veronica remake. Go make them. Go make them. Yeah, I'm Let's fine with em. that. Destiny 2 Year 4 will be uh, revealed on June 9th. Uh, we talked about that Avengers uh, footage. And Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning was accidentally That's... announced. Yay. <laughs> Oops. What a name. Re-Reckoning. Re-Reckoning. Yeah, yeah, I, I was like, Nordic is just, they do it all the time. All their, their accidental their announcements. are crazy. Oh, they just remaster things or they accidentally announce them or they accidentally no, 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 announce like, remasters? Uh, like, what was it? Darksiders one? Like, mm-hmm. they've had, they just had all kinds of crazy, weird uh, names for their remasters. Oh, I see what you mean. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because the re-reckoning i was like okay is that a sequel is that a remake is that a remaster what is that yeah it's so totally remaster, a remaster i guess okay and that was kurt schilling's game and i guess he didn't pay a lot of people and now other people are going to make money off the thing that they should have been paid for and yeah first game trailer stream if i recall oh when was it, we called it gt live or whatever with yeah miguel and and yeah, Miguel and Ryan and yeah. which I'm that? sure still exists on the internet. Oh, I, I, I should. I should, no. I should oh, really? Oh, good. I was like, I should know this answer. <laughs> I, I was over at Chris's was, house. I forget like if it was. Uh, we I know. It. <laughs> yeah, I thought one of the earliest thing we did was a Vita thing as well. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Darksiders Two Death Inative Edition. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Remember? Okay. Mm-hmm. Forgot about that. Thank you for reminding me. Of Rolls that name. right off the tongue. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> It's time for love and respect. Love and respect. Gentle. Wisconsinite has a game for us. Highest platinum percentage game. These percentages were taken from Saturday, May 30th. Guess which game has the highest platinum trophy percentage? Got two options. Walking Dead Season 1. Oh, the two. Okay, okay, uh, gotcha. And you just huh? disqualified yourself. Uh, you can't. That doesn't. That's not going to fit. Wait, what? Into... What do you huh? say? No, I'm just kidding. Between these two games, you have to guess which one had the higher percentage oh. of trophies, of platinum trophies, on them PlayStation consoles over there. Okay. Uh, which had the higher platinum percentage? 
Saw on the PS3 or Final Fantasy 15 on the PS4? Saw PS3. I know there was a Saw dumb game? one. Saw. That game is bad. Saw, probably because I like five tr- trophies. Saw on PS3, 8% versus the 7% of Final <laughs> Fantasy 15 on PS4. Well, that's pretty close. Sound pretty shapes low. on Vita or Spider-Man on PS4? Yo, sound shapes on Vita. Let's. I'm going with the dumb name. How do you the dumb that? I'm going with the smaller dumb ones. Let's go. Sound shapes is not dumb. That's a good game. Yeah. Uh, I stand corrected. Yeah, Spider-Man, probably. Sound shapes on Vita, twelve point two percent to Spider-Man's eight point seven, which is not a hard. That's one of the rare playing things I platinum, and I don't make a case like to platinum things. I'm sorry, Ian and Damian, did you want to fight about that, or is that we gonna? No, 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 no. I, I spoke out of turn. I didn't mean to say dumb. I'm sorry. All right. Sound shapes. Check I, it I meant, out. I mean, like, like the, the, the lesser known one, the the one that people sure, would sure. like overlook is what I really. I'm not offended, Damian. Yeah. No, I here's a lesser known Vita there, game. Though. I've never heard of this Vita game. Uh, so there's Demon Souls on PS3 versus Smart As on Vita. Smart As, let's go. Like Smart As a fourth grader or whatever that show was. What did you call me? I smart guess as a fourth grader, or fifth grader what was that show. Or is I'm, it like Australian New Zealand slang where they say like Smart As? Oh, that unbeached as. Uh, <laughs> I just I'm remember Vita games, like, baby. Let's go Vita. Ass, go Vita. I have to jump in here because I just remembered another one of the bad THQ Nordic ones. It was. <laughs> How very the game blood. How very Re- Red faction remastered. <laughs> right, right. Oh yeah, that mm-hmm. one was stupid. Nip okay, patrons, new game. Send us titles, goofy titles, and let uh, us guess if they're real or not next time. <laughs> I swear we've done that before. I probably have. Don't don't get ahead of this podcast, Damiani. <laughs> uh. <laughs> depending on depending on our running time, we might have time for that because this won't take us very long. Uh, who do we? What, what do we was think? it? Demon Souls on PS3 Smart- or Smartness? I said Smartness. S- Demon I think this Souls. one's a trick. That's, Demon Souls. That's the smart answer. It's smart as 4.2 on Vita. <laughs> Demon Souls only 3.1. Smart as. Damn Demon More Souls too hard. Confirmed. Committed to. But those I games mean, you haven't necessarily heard of, I don't know, it makes sense for me because it's like, yeah, they probably had less it, hoops. It's unpredictably predictable. Oh, yeah, because it's a percentage. It's Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You're right. Near Automata on PS4 or Resistance Burning Skies on Vita? I go Resistance, Resistance Burning Skies on Vita. Resistance. Resistance Burning Skies with 11.1 versus Near Automata's 9.1 on PS4. Dead or Alive Extreme 3 Fortune on PS4 versus Bloodborne on PS4. Dead or Alive. <laughs> Bloodborne. Bloodborne. A lot of people platinum Bloodborne. Dead Sorry, Ian. <laughs> DOA 7.8 to Bloodborne's 6%. Just Only 6% of players. You just have game. to pick the lesser no. But they yeah, got, yeah. But think how special you are, Ian. That's a very... I thought more the people elite. platinum Bloodborne. Six percent. Well, according to Wisconsinite, who knows? Uh, I I grew up a Wisconsinite. <laughs> Gravity Alas. Rush on Vita or Rocket League on PS4? Gravity Rush. Gravity platinum Rush. Rocket League on Vita. Um, I'm going Rocket League. Those guys are fanatics. Yeah, let's do it. I've got friends who've got like a thousand hours in Rocket League. Well, they're not getting platinums. You're terrible at this, Ian. That would be Gravity God, Rush on Vita. Dang it. 5.8% to uh, Rocket life. League's 4.3%. All these numbers are so small. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Sound Shapes is the highest number I've seen on this list. Yeah. Finally. Uh, uh, it's a good game. It's uh, Go play it, everyone. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good game. I love... Um, uh, this was randomized. Thank you, Wisconsinite, before I got my hands on it. But I love that this wound up being the last one. PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale on Vita or PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale on PS3? I'm going with Vita, please. Vita, Vita, Vita please. Vita wins. <laughs> <laughs> 3.5 
to the paltry 2.2 on PS3. Vita's Group making consensus, I think we aced that game. I got a lot wrong, but Damiani got every single one right. I just kept picking Vita. <laughs> It, 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 was, it really it, was the least popular game. Like, it didn't yeah. matter what <laughs> it didn't matter what order you put it in. Like Once look at all, look at all the slower yeah. ones. Yeah, F- Final uh, Fantasy 15, Spider Man, Demon Souls. Yeah, there was a trend, 15. but that was a fun game. Thank you, Wisconsinite. Steven Santiago, I do this thing that when a game releases on my birthday, I have to buy it and finish it. It all started with Gravity Rush, and now I have to complete Xenoblade. Uh, yeah. Xenoblade, oh, sorry. Wow. I double-checked before I just read the, the VO. Xenoblade, according to Nintendo. With that in mind, I was wondering if any of you have made preset conditions that you met, that when met, you have to purchase a game. Something that you're like, oh, I don't know whether it's good or not, I gotta do. I'd like to say open world, but there's a lot of open world games I haven't tried. Hey, nobody got the time for that. Hey, nobody got time for that, not me. I mean, from software is basically there at this point for me. Yeah. Although I don't know if I'd jump into the mech games. Right, uh, making more of those right now. Elden Ring is next. The next big yeah, sauce. So. Did you play Darasine or whatever that was? The VR uh, game. I I didn't because I don't have P- PSVR. Mm. Makes me sick. Vita, uh, Vive or Index don't make me sick, but plays PSVR does. We should find some like old from software games and just go back to them <laughs> i actually watched part of a video on echo night the other day mm. and that game looks amazing i stopped watching it because i want to play it mm. super early game it looks really cool what was the question is there anything about a game that just guarantees you gotta buy it there's something oh, yeah. something you Other hear some preset yeah. conditions that are made where you're like all right well, I mean, it's not main, even really main about the Zelda game, game right? It was about, gonna... like, it Maybe came out on a birthday. It's it's an interesting take. Yeah, like, I think weird qualifiers like that, I can't think of any. There are definitely, like, people who make games that'll always try their game. Like, Jessica Curry retired, but, like, I would always check out her stuff, and, like, Miyazaki, obviously, and, you know, stuff like that, That that's pretty much guarantee. But nothing like it came out on my birthday, so I have to punish myself by playing. Yeah, it's always been the things like, oh, Nino Kuni announced Studio Ghibli doing the anime cutscenes for some of it. I'm like, well, buying that immediately, like just because Studio Ghibli attached to it, so that like that's done. But again, it's it's name stuff at that point. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, like this feels like almost bet conditions. Like, did you ever have a bet you lost and were forced to play a game? What were those crazy conditions? Yeah. Yeah, whenever I lose a bet to one of the allies, I have to do stuff. <laughs> new Game yeah, Plus is so sexy for me, man. Whenever something gets New Game Plus, I'm like, oh. How, what, there are good what do, New Game Plus. What do I get? Yeah, sometimes you just get like the money and stuff, or sometimes yeah. it's like, it's hard, it's way harder, and you get nothing. I'm like, that's not... That's <laughs> so like great. Um, but, yeah. If it's uh, auto-battling, too, it's like, go on. <laughs> You're such a mobile gamer? Yeah. Auto-battling. Um, let's play one more game because these games are great. We got two good games this week. Pretty tonic, not so subtle subtitles. Fighting games, especially anime-based ones, sometimes have outlandish names. My favorite example is Undernight Inbirth EXE Late Control R. I, oh man, somebody corrected me on that, and I'm sure I just butchered it again. But some have also crazy subtitles. I have prepared an assortment of such. The question for you is: Is this an actual subtitle for a fighting game, or is it fake? Example. Damiani, your dream came true. The New yeah. Challengers is the subtitle of Super Street Fighter 2. Hope that you have fun and a good laugh at some of those video game names. Enjoy. Stay safe and healthy. 
Love and respect, Matthias. Here we go. Dash version 2K2. That's got to be real. Dash version 2K2? Hmm. Sure, I'll go with yeah. 2002. It's yes. probably like an SNK game. You guys got to pace yourself. This is a long list. That is super fake. Uh, okay, all right, cool. there you go. <laughs> I don't know a lot about SNK <laughs> games, we so go. we're going to be in this for a while. Here we go. We need Ex- Ben here. Exceed Savior Full Force. Uh, yes, real. Yes. That's got to be real. <laughs> totally fake. <laughs> oh, oh, this guy's good. They're, they're, they're getting some good <laughs> Pretty ones. Pretty tonic. There. Exceed uh, is definitely in some game titles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Millionaire <laughs> Fighting 2001. Yes, That's King of Fighters. Uh, it was King of Fighters SNK, right? It was Capcom versus no. SNK two. Oh, there was a know. version of it called Millionaire Fighting two thousand one. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't know that. Lessons learned. Yeah, yes, that's be I didn't learn my lesson yet. <laughs> yes, I'll say no. Rival schools, yeah. Blood sniffed. It's fake. Uh, uh, didn't learn my lesson. <laughs> fight for the future. Uh, yes, that's real. That sounds real. That's an X Men. It's That's really, an X-Men movie tagline. Uh, Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. Fight for oh, the future. Oh, jeez, oh, man. I'm, I'm going to get laughed at this. Laughed at Love here. Max, six stars. Real. Wait, what? Love Max, six stars. Yes. I got to keep going. Yeah, sure. Arcana Heart 3. Love Max, six stars with... Let me make sure I get the correct amount. I just want to be correct about this. One, two, three, four, five exclamation points. <laughs> Good. Heroines Infinite Duel. Yeah. That sounds like that SNK game that came out on Switch. I'm going to say no. I don't think that was the full title. So I'm going yeah, yeah, to go with, in the title. Go no. Uh, that is yeah. real. Nitro Blasters. Uh, there's a plus in there, so I don't know if it's Nitro Plus Blasters, Nitro uh, Cross Blasters. Stun like Gun Special. Gun. Yes. Stun Gun Stun Special. Gun special. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, that sounds like the name of that uh, not Sendrin Kagura whatever so I'm going to say no that's a pretty tonic special that's fake uh, <laughs> actress again current code <laughs> please be real please be blaze blue I'll say no yes melty blood I don't oh, know melty blood, blood. Oh, okay of course. yeah yeah melty blood actress no, again names. current code AACC holy shit <laughs> aqua plus dream match Yes. Yeah, for sure. You can't. It's hard to make something like that up. That's real. That's Aquapaza. Well, I was gonna say no. So Aquapaza. I don't know that. Uh, tension Max, ignite the fire. <laughs> yes. It sounds like it sounds like a bleach fighting game. I would love. Yeah. I hope. This but is I don't think that's the right it's title. Not, so nah, it's not no. Real. Uh, I was gonna say no. <laughs> wow. Okay. Tension Max. You got a future in this. Exclamation point. Jeez. Ignite the fire. The you hell? got a job. This is a job. Can you? Wouldn't that be have. wonderful if there was just one person that they call <laughs> and he's nightmare like, titles? He thinks of it in the moment, like on the phone call. It just takes ten seconds. <laughs> yeah. Stun gun special. Click. Yeah. Um, Spring <laughs> reverse. I like two that. five six. Uh, yeah. Oil special. Mom comes in. You want a peanut butter sandwich? Don't disturb me, mom. I'm thinking of fighting game names. I, I like to imagine that what happens is that somebody has to call the person that it's supposed to title this. And they're on the phone, and they say what the title is, but the phone just breaks up. And yeah. so they only get a few of the words, and then that's <laughs> what you end up with. Control R? Because they're always in their car phone. They're always using their car mm. phone, because they're very important. Yes. All right. Yeah. Uh, four more of these. Fate of Two Worlds. Oh, yes. that's Marvel. Capcom. 
Two. Marvel versus Capcom. Three. Nice. Two. Three. Well, three. Whatever. There's three. 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 three, three so. Quiet, Ian. Uh, uh, <laughs> go fight for me. That's real. <laughs> what? No. Go. Please fight for no. me. Please fight no. for me. Please no. That's, nah, that's not real. Uh, okay, good. Damn. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> three exclamation points in both those sentences for a total of six. Um, umami revolution. Yo. Real. Yes. It's probably a sure. Food Network show, but it's it is not a fighting sushi game. Sushi chef show. Uh, uh, and finally, Ultimax Ultra Suplex Hold. Yes. Uh, real. Sure. I said real for all of them. So Persona, <laughs> or I don't know. Persona 4 Arena. Yeah. Ah. There you go. What was that one? Persona 4 Arena, P4A. No, the the subtitle? Persona 4 Arena, Ultimax Ultra Suplex Hold. And Again, the pretty Sonic. Is the only thing I was going off of. I didn't know anything else. So That's the thing totally is, like, you could have mixed up names from some other ones. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> well, I have no idea. I'm just guessing. Don't worry. <laughs> I did recognize a couple of those. I recognized Fate of Two Worlds, but all of those could be wrong. Who knows? But that was a really fun game. Thank you, Pretty Tonic. All right. Time for bets that you do not know. You do not know. What they are. Next week's bet. The Outer Worlds launches tomorrow on Nintendo Switch. How long will the trailer be in the Nintendo Switch eShop? Keep in mind... Sometimes there's no trailer. Uh, I figured there'll probably be a trailer. Let me just say the reason why I think there would be a trailer is because this is a port. This is a game where, like, the trailer exists, you know? And it is, yeah. you know, there there is a big company publishing this game. Um, and so it would seem to me to be something that something like that would be available. Uh, there were more trailers than not when I went through the eShop. Um but uh, I only looked for that play button. I did not look at any of the TRTs, so I don't know what the average could be. I did not do any math on this. But I do think about trailers a lot. Okay, apologies for not telling you before, but are you ready? With ready. Your, with your scoresies. Uh, Ian. One minute, 12 seconds. Okay, okay. Damiani. I said 59 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> nice, okay. Blood. One minute, 14 seconds. Oh. Damn! Okay. You guys boxed me in. One minute, 40 seconds for me. Uh, let me lock those in. Ugh! Thank you, Blood. I think I like where we like where we went up on that. Uh, a lot of people were saying that the sound effect for me locking it was off. It just, what happened was, like, I, I, I the gear locked, but the actual lid didn't close until later on in the podcast. So Got it. It happens yeah, sometimes. Yeah. It's it a takes new, time. It's a whole new mechanism. It's, it's secure. a complex mechanism. It's secure. It's secure, but I'm still working it out. Last week's bet, which I get to check on right now. I got the page ready to go. Valorant launched on June 2nd. This time next All week, right. aka right now, what will the difference be between the Twitch viewers of Valorant and Counter-Strike Global Offensive? Mm. Uh, I bet 15,000. Daniel Bloodworth bet 26,000. Ian Hank bet 53,000. Ben Moore bet 10,000. And Michael Huber in a very Michael Huber bet, bet 64,218. And I'm going to refresh the page now. Valorant is at 87.1, and they're right next to each other. Look at that. Counter-Strike is at 37.3. Valorant doing very well. Um, so that would be an even 50, or close to 50. So that would be Ian Hank that's going to take Whoa! that bet at 53. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I did not... Uh, Huber's close. That. Yeah, Blood Good and I job. were way off. It jumped last week. It was bouncing all over the place. So, yeah, who knows? Um, but uh, go Valorant. There we go. Uh, and bringing our scores. Oh, I'm sorry. Before I tell you the scores, I just want to read a post from Nick Gothic. Thank you very much. 
Uh, every time I see, every time on bets, I see that the jovial penguins aren't so jovial because they don't know how to do the penguin chittering. It breaks my heart. I think the way penguins vocalize is very beautiful, and they do it in rapid, short bursts. So if the allies want to make penguin noises, I recommend they practice this short burst pattern. Pretend like you have to chant ga 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 in a screeching tone, and you should be more or less get a respectable penguin sound. I'm just saying, I'm not saying what you do. Obviously, I'm not on the team. I'm just communicating. Ga ga ga. I'm just saying, you know. Don't get ahead of yourselves. I love it. I love it. Yourselves. Uh, bringing us to Jovial Penguins 2. <laughs> I'm listening to them right now to try and do this noise. Is this real? This is what they sound like? Is this real? Y yeah. Yes. Eagles. I can't make this Are you noise. watching March of the Penguins? No. That's, no, I'm watching, that's Morgan like, Freeman. That's not I'm watching penguin the way penguins sound, sound. Actual penguin sounds to try and emulate them. <laughs> and this is like not natural. It's a very it's interesting choice. So explain, explain, explain the instructions again so I can do this the fake way. Give me the pretend, fake way to do this. Pretend like you have to chant ga 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 in a screeching tone and you should more or less get a respectable penguin sound. But we're done. That was it. You had to... I mean, now you're just... All right, blood. Astonished Scorpions, three. <gasps> They're catching up, That's though. not what scorpions do either, just so we're clear. It doesn't matter what they do or don't do. We have a sound. We're consistent. All of you are. That's why I think our noise should be. I got to read comments worse. about you. My nose okay? could be gushing blood. Right. I didn't read any comments about our scorpions this week. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Let me tell you about patreon.com slash easy allies. Uh, you can go there to support the Easy Allies if you would like to. If you go to patreon.com slash Easy Allies, you're going to see a lot of stuff that you didn't hear about in this podcast. You're going to see a lot of the other stuff that we do. Of course, we have a YouTube channel. We have a Twitch channel. Uh, that is our name as well. But if you go to Patreon, you're probably going to learn the most about us. You're going to see a lot of posts preparing you for content that we are about to produce. And if you decide to be involved at various tiers that we have available, starting at $1, going all the way up to $250, we'll get to that in a second. Um, then you can choose to be involved in various shows, get stuff early, uh, be a part of Love and Respect and Gaming Gladiators that we mentioned at the top, uh, and help us help us do this, help us make th this uh, this stuff happen. And we greatly appreciate everyone that has already done so, and everybody that is just listening to this podcast that's like, I've heard you do that pitch before. Not interested. Thank you for hanging around. Thank you for listening to Easy Allies. <laughs> Those two hundred that that top two hundred fifty dollars tier is known as the shout out tier, and it is time to recognize. Ian, you're going first. I'm going after you, Damiani. You're going after me. Blood, you're going after Damiani. So still doing the cadence thing. Yeah, yeah we're still doing the cadence stop thing. Us from doing things. No, oh, I was, see, they I was don't confused. Have to, oh, yeah, see, you don't have to. Now you said there's a comment, and now people are going to comment on the comment. People are going to ask no, what the funny. comment was. They're going to go back. They liked it. I'm going to hear about it. Shout I like out. It. I like it a lot. I like I it a lot. It. Keep doing it. Shout out to Blue, Caleb Toki Crawford, El Thanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering. And Jesse Blue. Shout, Shout out. out. Shout out. Shout out. See? Yeah. Don't we feel it's good? It's jolly. It's jolly. I will not hear any job. I will not hear anything otherwise. You I didn't say anything <laughs> otherwise. Ian Hank, you're good at winning bets. You won this week's bet. And as such, you get to promote any Easy Allies video you'd like to promote. You get the final word on anything you've disagreed with, want to reiterate, or just popped into your head. And you get to sign off with your trademark sign-off. You talk about Twitter or anything, and I'm going to lose it. I know. You'll go ballistic. Um, I don't know. Promoting an Easy Allies video, I can't think of one. It do doesn't seem 
I don't know. Fair. I was watching 13th on Netflix earlier today, and it's very good. Watch that. Uh, final word, Black Lives Matter. Good night and good game. So, Blood, what you're saying is there's no way of knowing where they're going without knowing the way. <laughs> <laughs>